Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Friends, 2020 has been a difficult year for people around the world, actually, certainly for us in America, but we're hoping for better things to come. And if you've been struggling, you're not alone. I want to share with you a story from a church leader in Michigan who I talked with just this morning, and she said to me, I had been taught to hide my emotions and put on a happy face and just go minister to people. Meanwhile, I was dying inside and burning out. She said this past week at the Soul Shepherding Institute was a powerhouse of lessons and reflections that removed all barriers and excuses and hiding places. Instead of trying to forget my past, I brought my broken and struggling places to Jesus. Instead of whirling on a hamster wheel of compulsive behavior, the Lord brought me right into the open spaces to live in his presence and to help others. This is helping me to stand stronger. And so she concluded saying, I can honestly say that being in the spiritual direction programming with soul shepherding has been the best thing I've done for myself. I'm a wounded healer and God's using me to help others. Oh, I love that. And we've loved having her and getting to know her. And, you know, I love her wording, her identifying there just to want to pretend and put on a happy face and go minister or the other thing she said that she typically can find an easy slip in in the midst of stress and pain and difficulty is the compulsive busyness, getting on a hamster wheel of compulsive activity. And as we're going into the holidays, preparing for Thanksgiving, preparing for Christmas, that I relate to that. There's this part of me that kind of feels like, man, there is a hamster wheel. I could just jump on. But there's another part of me that's like, man, my soul's kind of lagging here. I'm weary from a lot of the pain and the suffering, you know, certainly of our world in this year, but even personal things, you know, with people that we're journeying with that are suffering that I'm grieving with. So you are listening. You're not alone. And Connie, if you're listening, thanks for following Jesus with us in the Soul Shepherding Institute and for sharing your story and, and giving us permission to share that with our listeners, because this is a time, you know, as we're heading into the, into the year end with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, we, we want to be in the joy of the Lord. Well, and I'm glad that Thanksgiving's coming, and I'm glad that Jesus gives us that command to be thankful and to give thanks, and the psalm to enter his gates for Thanksgiving, because that is important for me to stop and to be thankful even in times of sorrow, in times of grief, in times of stress, most especially in those times. But, Bill, is there a way to do that where we're not just shutting down our emotions and denying the things that are hard, but we're still actually genuinely giving thanks? Uh, it's such a temptation to just uh, push on, to uh, find something to be happy about, uh, watch a movie, entertain ourselves, um, get busy with our work, uh, distract ourselves with errands and shopping and things to do. And uh, in doing all that in a way that we're just repressing our emotions rather than uh, paying attention to what's surfacing in, in our restlessness, in our uh, disappointment, in our discouragement, in our lack of energy, in irritability or tensions that are emerging or dreams that come up in the night. There are many different signs we get that something in my soul is not quite right, not not quite at peace. And so 
to stop and, and listen and to feel and to find someone safe to talk to and to pray begins to open up our soul. And this is what Connie is describing, that she's learning to do better than ever before. And, you know, get off that hamster wheel, get off the, put on a happy face and find the, uh, do, do the real inner journey work, uh, the relational processing and praying that can lead to real joy that comes from deep inside and, and bubbles over and even flows out into a, a living waters is the way J- Jesus described it. Well, you know, you've done this for me a couple times this week as you've held the space for me just to share with you some of the grief, some of the, the burdens that I'm feeling and carrying. And then after you hold that space for me and you listen with empathy, you help me to actually enter in to the gates of Thanksgiving with Jesus because it's, I, I get free as I process all that emotion and as I realize and as I name it and as I receive empathy from you and validation for those emotions, I, I get free of them and pretty soon gratitude just starts bubbling up naturally for me. Yeah, people don't realize that the power of receiving empathy, uh, you've been listening to Soul Talks a while, you, you probably are realizing that and learning that more because we talk about that a lot, but you know, it's it's different for different people. So for you, Christy, you, when you, you've been internalizing stress and that just starts to weigh down your soul mm-hmm. and you start getting a little more distant relationally, uh, sort of discouraged. And and then you know that you, you need to, to process, you need to share your feelings and, and receive empathy. And it will often come with tears. It's just kind of the, the overflow of that. For me, I'll find myself overworking and then I'll, I'll get uh, have a low frustration tolerance. I'll be a little irritable and maybe get kind of snappy. And that's where I know, okay, I've been repressing emotion. What, what am I really feeling inside? What's, what's going on? What have I been internalizing? And what, the testimony that we're both saying here is that when we can catch ourselves, you know, uh, or each other, and then take time to, to, to talk and, and to peel back the layers of the onion of our soul and seek the Lord in that, that then it's like, ah, I'm, bad. I'm a living human being. Mm-hmm. God is present. And the joy begins to come. Yeah. And as we're looking here into the holidays, both Thanksgiving and Christmas season, you know, there is this part of me that feels a little bit like, I don't know, can I do it? <laughs> you know, and I can get overwhelmed by all the expectations and all the hopes and all the uh, requirements, you know, the packagings and, and the meals and the preparations and the shoppings and all. And I, I want to connect with Jesus. And so one of the things that I'm excited about is that God has found, has led us 15 years ago to a, a tradition that has been so meaningful for me and helping me connect him in an authentic way and in a way that really helps me to experience the reality of God's empathy for us in the incarnation. It's crazy we've been doing this for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a very meaningful tradition. And this year we're stepping it up. Yeah, we made a big investment this year. And so uh, a few of you might know that we've had a, an Advent meditation resource uh, that used to be a PDF resource that you would print out and then you needed to get out uh, scissors and, and cut things and <laughs> to sort of have a an experience to share with your family or around your Thanksgiving or Christmas table for a holiday celebration or, your or small group. yeah and it's an opportunity for meditating on an advent bible verse and responding to a soul talk question and being guided by a picture well we, we took that and we professionally produced that by hiring a, a studio artist and uh, working with our 
Soul Shepherding staff team to create a resource that is high, high quality and comes to you on very nice printed uh, card stock with the, the artwork and the scripture verse and the Soul Talk card. And it comes in a little box and it's like makes for a great Christmas present for a friend and a great holiday activity or a, a soul talk meditation experience for a small group. One of the things I love about this tradition is that the way it, it connects me to Jesus and to Emmanuel with me in, in reality, the way it helps me to realize, no, this, this, the scripture this isn't just a story. This isn't just a Christmas story. This is this is truth. This is reality. And this is true for me today. Emmanuel is with me here today. And it comes through and it helps me to relate. And I actually experience empathy as I enter in and reflect on the card that the Lord leads me to for the year, which is, you know, which character from the scriptures at the time that Christ came as a baby. Is the Lord inviting me to to dialogue with him about, to listen to him in, to interact with him about, which question. And as I carry that through a season, I actually find there's a lot that I relate to in this animal or this um, person's experience at the time that Christ came. And there's ways, there's invitations for me that come through that, that help me connect to Jesus in a very meaningful way. So I'm really, that is something I am really looking forward to this Christmas is practicing this again myself because it's always so meaningful and and increases my joy but also that we have these now to make available we've worked worked really hard to make these available to people and i'm excited and taking joy in that too what god, what god's going to do through that and that's why we call this advent resource surprising joy because it's it really is surprising the experience of god's presence and the uh, sort of uh, experience that we can have meditating on these scriptures and engaging in soul talk around them because you know we we know the uh, the bible story about the birth of jesus and uh it, it can get sort of tired the, the same scriptures the same way of talking about it and we don't want it to be that way because it's the most important story ever told you know god took on human flesh and jesus and it's for all people and it changes everything about our lives and our world and yet when something gets too familiar it starts to breed uh, a dissatisfaction mm-hmm. and uh, a certain boredom and dis- disconnecting mm-hmm. And so we wanted to really freshen up the Advent experience with a whole different way of approaching it. It, it gets into a different angle. It gets into the, the inner child. Uh, gets into more of a relational dynamic by journeying through the eyes of particular characters in the Advent story and uh, invites us to reflect on our feelings because as you were, our, our hopes, our, our struggles, our um, opportunities, because as you were describing, Christy, you actually experience empathy doing this. You actually mm-hmm. experience a sense of the compassion of the Lord and friendship of people. I do, definitely, as I think about what the different people in the Advent story experience and how that intersects with my experience today. Yeah, there's there's so many, we, we maybe don't think about the way that we're describing it here, but there are practical uh, needs and struggles and hopes that people in the Advent story have. Like if you go all the way back and you begin with Zachariah, you know, he has all this time in quiet. And so quiet space, like in the foreknowledge of God, it's like, yeah, that's what we need in 2020 as it relates to Advent. I mean, yeah, we've had quarantine, but how many people have used that for, you know, real quiet reflection and prayer? Or uh, dreams for 
uh, serving God and uh, being close to Jesus and sharing Jesus with other people. I mean, that speaks of, uh, that's Mary's story. You know, let it be done to me according to your word, Lord. And she's, she's got a big dream for the Messiah to come, and God's choosing her to play the most special role in that. And needing a friend, you know, as Mary and Elizabeth connect to each other and, and uh, finding a blessing in the, in the burdens that we carry in life. And that's the donkey's position in the Advent story as he's carrying Mary and, and who's pregnant with Jesus for all those miles and feeling unworthy, inadequate, even ashamed. That's the story of the shepherds. And at times we all feel that way or not up to the task uh, that we're called to do and not feeling understood, feeling on the margins, uh, maybe even in our own family, a very hard thing in the Advent season, uh, Christmas season, holiday gatherings. And if, you, if you're alone, or things, there's uh, disappointment or stress in your family. And uh, learning to feel a childlike wonder. I mean, that's the, 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 one of the great blessings in the Galtier home is we've got two little grandkids now. And you get to experience the, the holidays and the Christmas season through the eyes of a child. And you know, that's a big deal. It's a huge blessing because Jesus said, anyone who wants to enter, enter the kingdom of the heavens, they need to become like a little child. And so being around kids helps us do that. And we, we bring in some of these Advent characters like the, the, the camel and the lamb and, and so forth are like more childlike, help, helping us to be more playful about this. And uh, unanswered prayer, we all struggle with unanswered prayers. And Simeon and Anna in the Christmas story had for so many years been praying around the Messiah and to be, be, um, for God to bring deliverance to their people. And, and then they got to hold the baby Jesus and, and actually see the answered prayer for many years of waiting. And the, the stress and complaining that we experience during Advent, and you know that, that draws on the story of the, the miracle star that the wise men followed and Paul teaching us to shine like a star in the universe by being thankful, being grateful and God in his wisdom, at least in America, has arranged the holidays so that we have Thanksgiving before we enter into the Advent season and Christmas. And we, we need that spirit of thankfulness. And then uh, just the whole experience of being uh, take, taking a faith adventure. Many of the cards speak to this need, but especially the, the wise men. And so th- these are not just religious things or, or Bible verses that were touching into real struggles and hopes that we all have and then being able to pray about that or talk about that with a friend. You know, one of the things that's been so meaningful for me with this tradition now that we've been practicing with this the last 15 years is that I look back and there's some real defining moments in our life where God's really used these Advent devotions. So I'm thinking about when we were starting our ministry and you were meditating on Zechariah. And share with our listeners a little bit how why was that a defining moment for us? Well, because the Lord had called us to start soul shepherding, and um, we were scared. We uh, didn't want to ask for donations and be dependent on that, and it was just changing our whole career and our whole lives, and so we were holding back in fear. And so a, a year after we really received what we felt was a direction that the Lord was saying, you know, this is, you know start this, it was Advent season, and we were doing this exercise, and we were leading a group of people at our church through the experience, and I felt prompted to pick uh, Zachariah, and so I'm meditating on Zachariah and his nine months of being in quiet prayer, and you know because he didn't believe the word of the Lord through the angel, and so he was made silent, and 
I felt the Lord speak to me a word that really, it, not only did it surprise me, it shocked me because it's not the sort of thing I normally hear God saying to me, but I, I felt the Lord be um, very firm, even a, a little stern in saying, you know, Bill, if you don't act on the message I've given you about starting soul shepherding, you're going to lose the, this uh, anointing that I've put on you in your ministry. I, I, you need to step out and, and obey me. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? Is that what I'm doing? That was kind of your Zachariah experience in the temple there, <laughs> getting a, a message from the Lord. It uh, was, really woke yeah. me up. And, and Lord- me too, as you shared it with me, and it resonated for me that, yes, the Lord is giving us a second chance here to act on what he's asked us to do. So the Lord said, get get some of your close friends and partners in ministry and invite them into your home and tell them your story and what you think God might be asking you to do and uh, share share with them and listen to them and, and see what I tell you through them. So that's what we did. And through a process of conversations, they became our first board of directors and we started the nonprofit ministry of Soul Shepherding. And then not long after that, we were leading this exercise with our small group, and I felt drawn to the star card. And that was a surprise. That kind of seemed weird. I thought, well, I've never really spent much time thinking about the star as something that God might speak to me through. You know, he he certainly used it to speak to the wise men and even dealt the shepherds. But um, I was like, okay, Lord, you might have something to say for me this year on that. And it was really key because it was when we were early on in starting our ministry and I was feeling, I was hiding in shame and I was hiding behind you. And I was feeling like, I, I'm, I don't have anything to offer mm. as a minister. I'm not really, I can't be a pastor to pastors or a soul shepherd. I'm, I'm not up for this. I know how to help a person in the office that comes to me for counseling, but I don't know how to do this. And the Lord uh, use that card to speak to me. Christy, shine. Trust me. It's my yeah. light in you. You're just the vessel. You, but you trust me, and you just give what I've given. You start giving what I've given you, and you start speaking what you know. And, you know, I, I'm really grateful for that Advent meditation because it encouraged me and emboldened me to stop hiding so much. And, I, and you know, I saw the fruit of that. I saw God's light break through and shine in some ways that were pretty amazing to me. I'm so glad that you stepped out, and it reminds me of uh, years that we've both picked um, Mary as the mm-hmm. the uh, Advent card, mm-hmm. and you know the scriptures from her story, and uh, and we have to take sort of a different angle on that. That you know, there's a great dream that God is birthing in Mary with the, the Messiah, and we all have dreams, we all have hopes, and so I feel drawn to that when we were entering into our soul shepherding pivot of um, becoming an organization with a staff and not only reaching pastors and leaders, but their people and, and partnering with pastors and leaders to reach their people. So churches and uh, mission networks and organizations so that the, the, the message of the gospel through, through soul shepherding, through uh, faith that is emotionally honest is, is spreading and, so that was real encouragement to me to just keep praying with Mary. Let it be to me according to your word. I, Lord, I don't feel I'm ex- excited. I've got passion about this, but I don't know how to do this. And I'm also scared. And let it be to me according to your word. And just joining there with Mary in that faith in Jesus. Yeah, the year that I meditated on that in 2016, we have a podcast, me sharing my experience with that meditation I think it's episode 42, but it was a surrendering for me. It was a surrendering, letting go of what I thought 
soul shepherding would be and what I thought my life would be. And it was very meaningful for me. Well, at the end here, I want to also let you know, friends, that we're going to be also offering an online retreat using these cards. Bill and I have used these cards to to lead a retreat in our home over the years. Uh, We've used them around the dinner table. We've used them at Christmas parties in all kinds of ways. But we want you to be blessed by this exercise in the way we have. So one of our associates, Dave Ramald, is going to be leading a Advent retreat on first Saturday morning in December. And we hope that you'll participate that and be blessed as we have. At Soul Shepherding, we love to share with you the things that God has blessed us through because we know he'll He'll use them in your life too. Yeah. So as it comes to uh, Advent, everybody needs four things, fun, soul talk, meaningful tradition, and gifts to give. And the surprising joy Advent cards meet all four of those needs. So we've worked hard on them and just really pray that it will be a blessing to you, to your family, to your small group, to your church, to your friends. It's a great gift to give to other people and so fun that we get to share this with you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you came. You are Emmanuel. You are with us. And that you are with our friends in whatever their circumstances, whatever their burdens, whatever their emotions are, whether they are are joyfully anticipating celebrating this Thanksgiving and Christmas, or whether they're kind of lagging and burdened and sad or tired or have numbed out. Jesus, would you break through? with your love, with your empathy, with your truth and grace into their lives in this season. Amen. This Christmas, I'm excited about a gift I want to give, and that is the Surprising Joy Advent Cards because they've been so meaningful to me. And so I'm excited we have them. They're done in just great quality. They're shrink-wrapped and they're put in a gift box that you can also use to store year after year, which is important to me because I would want to bring them out every year. But also I can put them on my bookshelf if I want them available year round. So we're so excited to share them with you and hope that you will be blessed by them. And also maybe you'll want to bless a friend with them. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 